and you are listening to the Staff Room Podcast with Che and Pav, the bonus edition. And today, our bonus episode is an interview we did with Hal Roberts, the author of Make Waves, Be a Relentless, Radical, and Ridiculous Leader of Significance. We talked to Hal just a few weeks ago about his book, Make Waves, and we talked to him a lot about what he had to say about being a leader and uh, how we can translate that leadership, those leadership qualities into what we do in our classrooms as teachers, what we do in our schools as administrators. So here's Hal Roberts talking more about his book, Make Waves. All right, so let's dive right into this amazing conversation with Hal Roberts today. And we're talking about his book, Make Waves, Be a Relentless, Radical, and Ridiculous Leader of Significance. So welcome, Hal. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. I look forward to uh, to sharing a little, maybe glean a little things uh, from my book and hope I'm able to help uh, somebody somewhere with this. Indeed, absolutely. We're very excited to hear about some of your insights. So let's let's get right into, you know, talking a little bit more about the book. So tell us a little bit more about it and and a little bit about the motivation for for writing this book. Why why did you want to tell this this story, tell this tale of yours? I often uh tell people I'm I'm a, a, a Sunday school teacher somewhat and and do some ministry things and and what I like to to share with people more than anything is that, that we're really not human doings, but human beings. It's not what we do, but it's who we are. And that's kind of the direction I wanted to, to write my book about these attributes. It's who we are as a leader, not what we do. Now, obviously, in each of those chapters, I talked about doing in, in, in them and uh, just like in integrity. Uh, Obviously, that's a that's a major attribute of of any leader, uh, but but also talk about what it takes to to have good integrity, and so that's that's the direction I wanted to go, and uh, that's the motivation that that I that I had in writing the book is is to help people uh, and talk about leadership and where they're going and what they're doing, but more than anything, who they are as a leader. How I really like. The, that focus there on who we are more so than what we do. Because if we take care of who we are, and you had all these great attributes in, in, in your book, um, if we take care of who we are, then that's going to manifest in what we do. So if we don't spend our time sort of trying to pick out what we're going to do, we worry about who we are. Ultimately, that takes care of what we do. And I think that really resonates in the attributes you choose in your book. Uh, before I dive into the next question, I know one of my favorite ones that resonated, not necessarily because it was the best or most important, but sometimes I know when I'm reading leadership books, um, we we focus on sort of those integrity things, the, the passion things that are so critical. But you also make sure in your book that you talk about assessments, that we don't just necessarily, assessments are still part of the package, still important. And I always find that great to go with motivation and leadership and integrity is always making sure we're aware of the data and aware of the things surrounding us. So I know that's not necessarily the, the focus of your book. When I was going through the attributes and going through all the pieces, I always, it just stuck to me right there that really early in the book, early on in the book, you're really aware that data and assessment is still part of that great leadership package. And it's not solely and can't just solely be necessarily about motivating 
everyone around you. So I really like that in your book, you really do make sure you're taking care of and looking at a lot of different lenses to being that great leader. So I'm going to throw you a couple of questions here and then you, you go with it. Um, what has your role, what did your time in the NFL play into your uh, vision of leadership or play into your leadership? And then at the end, what could you say is sort of uh, the biggest takeaway from your leadership career when you walk away and say, this is the greatest thing that I have become or the greatest insights that I have now that I've gone through this journey? So how did the NFL experience tap into your book? And then it's when you're done your book and you're done your leadership, uh, maybe not done leadership, but in those formal positions of leadership, what's your greatest takeaway from this journey for you as you make waves? Okay. Um my my one year in the NFL, um, you know, I, sometimes I I think about that. Uh, well, it only lasted one year, but then I think about how there are a million kids across the country that would trade places with me in a minute. But but anyway, uh, probably the main thing that I learned through my my NFL career is is being able to respond to adversity. Um, Every team goes into a game with with game plans, both offensively and defensively, and and even in special teams. I was I was a punter in the NFL, and we had a game plan going in. Uh, the The problem with game plans is until you get knocked in the face, everything goes well. But uh, when when you get hit in the face, then you had to had to respond to that adversity and make changes. And I think that's the one of the biggest things, one of the biggest takeaways that I had is, is playing in athletics in general is being able to respond to that adversity. And, and uh, little known fact, I was cut in the eighth grade football. Uh, uh, I was able to go back the next couple of days and ask the coach if I could have one more opportunity and show him that I could punt a football pretty well. And, and uh, he gave me that. And I, I guess you could say the rest is history. But one thing that I'd like to say about administrators is uh, it's all about relationships, and also you can't do it alone. But uh, that part on relationships, uh, sometimes one thing that gets lost, to, I think, even in, in our Twitter, is that we, we always make our decisions based on what's best for kids. But also kind of leveled that out is what's best for teachers as well. Teachers sometimes are left out of the loop, and I think sometimes they're, they've they're felt that way. And uh, so, I, I uh, one of one of the chapters in my book I talked about uh, serving and protecting, and I think we we do that both with with teachers and students. As a leader, I serve my teachers as well as I serve my students, and uh, so. Those are not mutually exclusive when you're talking about what's best for kids or, and, and including teachers in that. So I think that's really important to do that. And, and one of the last things I'd, I'd like to say is never stop learning because I think that's so important. And even now being retired, uh, going on six years, uh, I'm still learning. And uh, also I, I think that I'm going to, tried to go one more time and write another book, but that's, that's another thing. So uh, that's what I would leave with those that, that are in leadership currently and those that are thinking about going into administration. 
Thank you, Hal. Th- those are such great answers. And and you know what I really love are are the parallels that you have been able to draw from you know your time in the NFL. And even if it's a year that you were that you were playing, it was just there's so many things. And and especially that you know touching on adversity and um, needing to pivot at times when when the game plan doesn't go the way that you had intended. Those are such key lessons that you can draw from, from that particular time and being able to pull those lessons in as a teacher, as a leader, as an administrator, these, these are such valuable lessons that we can learn and implement into that other part of our life as well. And, uh, and I know you touched on this a little bit, uh, in, in the last part of your answer there. Um, if you were to choose, one big takeaway for for somebody who's thinking, you know, somebody who's just on the verge of saying, you know, I would love to get into administration. I've been teaching for a while. I feel like I, I am ready for that next step. Um, what would be that big, you know, that that thing that pushes them, that thing that you could offer that teacher to push them into taking that next step into becoming an administrator, or if it is already an administrator that just needs that little bit of extra push, that extra oomph to take their, their role to the next level. What, what could you highlight from, from make waves? Interesting that, that you asked that because when I first started doing my uh, master's work. Uh, one of the things that I said is that I don't think I'll ever go into administration because I don't want to lose touch with kids. Mm-hmm. And and I think uh, that's, uh, that stuck with me until my wife was is, was also a teacher. She, she taught for 33 years. And there was one leader that came in that took that school from a pretty good school to an awful school. And so from a negative uh, motivation, I saw the impact of a leader. I mean, bad leaders make bad schools. Good leaders leaders make good schools. And what I found about that is that leaders can make such a huge impact not only on the school and the culture and everything else, but also you have more impact on kids. And as teachers, that's one thing you, you never want to lose is, is that impact on kids because that's the reason why you get into it in the first place is because you love kids and you want to make a big, big impact on them and, and being able to enhance their lives. And so as a result of that, that's when I really push forward in going into an administration and, uh, I was athletic director at the time when I started that, and then I went to be a, an elementary principal, and then later high school principal, and then finally superintendent. So I've, I've touched a whole lot of bases in the education world. And so as a result of that, I think I had a few things to say. And uh, but, but if I also, if I could just add one more thing is try to add value to people, whether it's teachers or students or whatever is to leave them something that you have touched them with that they can say, you know, how Roberts did this for me or how Roberts showed me this. And if you do that, then you are going to be a leader of significance. 
Hal, those are some great responses there. Just so many little nuggets I wrote down. I love the idea of giving people value. When you grow, the best way to grow is to give. And that really resonates with the comments you were making there. And I really like the advice you're giving that I think a lot of, say, teachers going to admin or admin going to superintendent, every step up the sort of leadership uh, chain, there's the fear that maybe I'm going to lose connections with my students. And it's really great that you give that that positive affirmation that even as you go into those positions where you may technically be further away from children, you can still have those positive impacts. You can still build those relationships. You can still be part of that, uh, that learning network, which I thought was great. Now I got a follow-up question. You commented it briefly. You talked about maybe you got one more book in you. Um, <laughs> what's next for how now, if it's the book, give me a little bit more of an idea when you write what is it that goes through? What's your mindset when you're writing? Is it therapeutic? Is it a way of just telling your story? Do you keep in mind who your audience is? Like, what's that process like for you when you're doing that writing? Uh, is it, like I said, self-reflection, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And if you have something else on the go, let us know what that's all about. Actually, I have uh, probably three things on my, my plate right now, which is kind of weird for a guy that's retired. <laughs> but uh, on your on your questions on the book, uh, I'm I'm kind of weird in a lot of ways, but everything that I look at, I look at and trying to compare it to to teaching or leading. And in my first chapter of my last book, I said that we're called to produce fruit, and it was was a result of a, a trip that we took to Napa, and looking at the vineyards there and how wine is made and and. Uh, that just kind of spurred me and to to write that chapter. Well, I'm, I want to expand that a little bit. To uh, and I'm thinking that my next book title is uh, "Wisdom from the Vineyard," mm-hmm. and there's so much that has that goes into making wine and teaching and leading. And uh, so that's where I am on that. And the way I go about doing that is is try to think of of chapter titles and then go to subtitles and then bodies of in each one of those. And it is therapeutic a little bit. Uh, like I say, I'm always looking at, at different things on, on how I can weave leadership lessons into each of those things. So that's how that is. Uh, but one of the things that, that has a, a big passion for me right now is that I'm leading a team uh, that we're creating a school for kids that have at least one parent that's incarcerated. Mm -hmm. And we just uh, had uh, concrete of the foundation donated. So that's, that's pretty cool thing to be able to do that. But uh, uh, one of the things that, that I most recently studied about is, is about uh, adverse childhood experiences and uh, those kids that have an incarcerated parent has an adverse childhood experiences, and also that uh, creates trauma. And I and I, I could talk for a long time on this, y'all. But mm-hmm. but as you know, trauma affects learning, and so I just kind of have a, a newfound passion on being able to provide uh, those those kids that have incarcerated parents because I know coming into school. They have a lot going against them, and I want to I want to get rid of all of those hurdles that they're trying to overcome. Uh, 
then the last thing is uh, I've applied for a TED Talk, and that TED Talk is going to be similar to that first chapter on on producing fruit. And so that's uh, that's where I am right now. I don't like to kind of stay in one place. I like to keep moving forward. And also, as you can imagine, uh, there's a whole lot of learning that goes into each one of those things. Yeah, Hal, it seems like uh, you are indeed keeping yourself uh, highly, highly busy. And, and these are some some phenomenal projects that you've got going wow. on. I mean, the second book, and I, and I have to say, I love the title Wisdom from the Vineyard because... Yes, indeed. Um, a culture produced fruit. That's such a, a, a fantastic phrase to describe sort of um, a little bit more of those parallels and, you know, how much love and care goes into um, producing that that beautiful, you know, end result. And uh, and so that I, I'm really looking forward to that book. And then we, we have heard you talk a little bit about your your uh, project with the with the school, but not a lot. So this is this is really, really great to hear a little bit more about that. Um, I remember one of our first experiences, uh, our first interactions, we, we came to learn that you were working with these uh, adverse childhood experiences and, uh, and having uh, incarcerated parents and how that affects, that trauma affects learning. Um, and then we're very, very interested to hear more about your TED Talk. So we'll, we'll definitely talk a little bit more about that process and, and you know, how you're preparing for that and how that goes as well. So um, really great stuff that you've got going on, Hal. And we're so blessed that we had this opportunity to talk to you today uh, about Make Waves, Be a Relentless, Radical, and Ridiculous Leader of Significance. It's a phenomenal book, and we encourage everybody to pick it up and give it a read. Um, you know, leadership comes in many shapes and forms. And, uh, you know, even as a teacher, there are many lessons from the book that everybody can be take, taking uh, for a servant leadership. So thank you. Thank you for the conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity to, to talk about my book. And uh, until next time, thank you again. You're welcome, Hal. Now I've got, you know, I, rem- I, I had to look back in my notes to remind myself that you were retired because you're doing so many great things. And, and like you said, leadership is, is a lifelong learner, lifelong leadership. It's really inspiring what you're up to. Uh, and before we wrap it up, I'm going to, I'm going to bring this back to a football question. Okay. All right. So you're down three points. Your team has the football on the seven yard line. There's two seconds left. I'm going to give you a little bit more context. You're the home team and it's the first round of the playoff. What are you doing with that possession? Golly, I'm I'm always uh, a risk taker, so I would I would go for the for the touchdown instead of time for the game, and uh, that served me well in my my coaching career because most of the times defenses are are looking for the the safety, and and when you break the huddle to to go for the touchdown, sometimes that catches them off guard. So that's what I would do. Going for the win, love it, absolutely. How- Thank you so much for joining us on the Staff Room Podcast to talk about your book, Make Waves. Thank you, guys. I I am honored and so appreciative of this opportunity. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Hal. Thank you.